Welcome back, Fight Fans. Welcome back to another edition of the State of the Heavyweight Division. And once again, it's your host, Nuke. And you know, you can always find me um, on any of these platforms, you know, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. And, you know, I'm always on YouTube pretty much uploading every single day. So check out the IBFP, IBFP Raw. Subscribe, support us, help us grow. And you know what? Let's just dig into it. And, you know, we're going to start with Tyson Fury. And I think that Tyson Fury, you know, um, he's already shown... Uh, you know, uh, to be at least top two in the heavyweight division. Some people can make an argument for him being number one. I have Tyson Fury as number two in the heavyweight division. Uh, I think Tyson Fury wins the rematch with Deontay Wilder. And I think that, you know, he's growing as an athlete. Tyson Fury already stated that he's looking to retire soon. Um, you know, he, he wants to try to go for Undisputed and then retire. So if he can win the trilogy with Deontay Wilder, which I believe he can, I think that'll be an excellent setup. And he also said he wanted to fight, you know, Anthony Joshua. So he has about three fights left on his deal. Anthony Joshua, uh, one and two. And then he would also fight Dillian White. And so I'm not sure which order he would pick because, you know, as soon as he beat Deontay Wilder and right before he beat it, he was already talking about facing Dillian White and giving him his opportunity right away. So I definitely understand that. And so, you know, I think most people are clamoring for undisputed. Most people expect, you know, Tyson Fury to get undisputed. And so I think, you know, that would be a great, great fight. It would be one of the biggest fights in boxing and boxing history, period. And Tyson Fury has shown that he's a very good fighter. But the only downside to Tyson Fury, as there is with any great fighter, is he do have some flaws and some weaknesses. And this is why I have him at number two. It's because Tyson Fury didn't go out and rematch Vladimir Klitschko. He didn't prove to us that, you know, he was just this top dog. He, yeah, he, won, he beat him once. But he, did, he didn't go back and ever give the guy a rematch. He never, you know, sat up and defended all of those belts time and time again. So it's hard to say that. You know, you see a guy like Anthony Joshua, Lennox Lewis. These guys make title defenses. So you've got to keep that same expectation and energy for literally every single person. Also, Tyson Fury has a stylistic issue with pressure fighters. You've seen Otto Wallin give him all kinds of hell and problems. And so, you know, as much as I like Tyson Fury... I would favor Anthony Joshua to beat Tyson Fury at this point. I think it's a 50-50 fight, but I would I would edge Anthony Joshua at this point. I mean, let's just get into Anthony Joshua. You see Anthony Joshua, I think that he's basically the top dog in the heavyweight division. You know, he beat Andrew Reese Jr. in a rematch. He put on a boxing master class. You got to also think. You know, these are people who are saying that Anthony Joshua wasn't good at boxing. Anthony Joshua sucked. And Anthony Joshua came out and put on a boxing masterclass. He literally dominated Andy Ruiz from beginning to end. I don't think Ruiz went around. So I give Anthony Joshua his credit. And I think he's a magnificent fighter. And I think the thing about Anthony Joshua that makes him scary is that he's literally growing fight by fight by fight. Because he didn't have a huge amateur background, his experience, uh, you know, his understanding of the game is getting better. And, you know, he did a lot of good things by losing weight in between, uh, you know, in between Andy Reid's fights. He's taking a lot of time to get his body right, to be prepared for that fight. And, you know, if we got to be honest about it, I think Anthony Joshua, you know, has the ability to adapt to pretty much any style in the heavyweight division. I think Fury is probably the most tricky style, probably the most dangerous style, the most difficult style for him to get past. But I think it's a style that he can get past at some point. You know, Anthony Joshua has shown us that, hey, if you give him enough time, 
he'll go out there and, and make the adjustments necessary to get the victory. A lot of people don't know that Anthony Joshua's coach, Rob McCracken, also coached Tyson Fury early in his career. So they do have some familiarity um, facing guys of that stature, you know, uh, or being able to, to have guys like that. Uh, understanding and knowledge of guys like Tyson Fury. And, and, you know, Anthony Joshua has fought a lot of different styles. He's fought tall fighters, short fighters. And the fighters that have always given him trouble are the smaller pressure fighters. You know, Carlos Takam, smaller guy, compact. Andy Reid, smaller guy, compact. Those fights have been a little bit difficult for AJ. And you know what? That has been a blessing in disguise because the fact that Anthony Joshua, you know, had to lose weight for that fight, that made him a better boxer. It made him more fluid. He still has a lot of pop and power on his shots. And it made him a more dangerous and better fighter overall. And I think, you know, him and Rob McCracken has also stated that, you know, they plan to stay at that weight going forward because they believe they're more effective with less muscle and bulk around them. Too much bulk, too much muscle was slowing him down, gassing him out. And against a guy like Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury would take that to school and beat him all day. So you you got to watch a guy's progressions. And you see Anthony Joshua's progressions. He If Anthony Joshua would have fought Tyson Fury, you know, before he fought Ruiz, he probably would have lost because he would have got outboxed. He got too much bulk, too much muscle. It just would have been too much. Now that Anthony Joshua is so much more fluid and he can bring pressure. You know, he's not a traditional pressure fighter, but he's, he's the type of fighter that throws punches in bunches. So he's going to be a problem for Tyson Fury. And then you look at a guy like Dillian White. Uh, you know, Dillian White is a is a very good fighter. And I think, you know, if you rank the top fighters in the heavyweight division, I would rank Anthony Joshua at one. I would rank Dillian um, and Tyson Fury at two and then Dillian White at three. And the reason why is I think Dillian White has done more than pretty much anybody else outside of Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua at this point. Uh, Deontay Wilder would drop down to four for me. I think Deontay Wilder, you know, he was a champion, but I think he lost two fights. I think he lost to Fury um, both times, actually. And I think he got a gift draw. So, you know, I, I don't really rate that. And even Deontay Wilder, if you look at his resume straight up and down compared to Dillian White, it's not even really comparable for the most part. I mean, think about it like this. Dillian White fought a Joseph Parker, who's only lost to Anthony Joshua, who's an undefeated world champion before the AJ fight. Uh, and this is a Joseph Parker that beat Andy Reese. Dillian White beat him. Uh, Dillian White beat Oscar Rivas, undefeated, dangerous fighter. And, you know, Dillian White's not going to be the most aesthetically pleasing fighter, but he's going to get the job done. And then you also see that Dillian White, you know, has has done a lot of things. I mean, look at it like this. He made an offer to Tyson Fury for the Diamond Belt WBC. Tyson Fury accepted, then backed out. He made two offers for Andrew Reese, one in America, one in the UK. Andrew Reese rejected it. You know, Dillian White keeps wanting all the smoke with the best fighter. He, he's been dying to get his hands on a guy like, uh, you know, Deontay Wilder. These guys simply don't want to fight Dillian White. Dillian White's a nightmare for pretty much every heavyweight in the division. Uh, you know, and I think that, you know, against a guy like Deontay Wilder, he's an absolute nightmare because he brings pressure. He has a jab and he goes to the body. I think he's a nightmare for Tyson Fury because he goes to the body. And you know what? And Tyson Fury doesn't like guys who come forward constantly bringing a lot of pressure. Tyson Fury, that will be an issue. And Dillian White is above Pretty much any fighter Tyson Fury has ever fought, you know, you know, in, except for Klitschko. But even then, with Klitschko, he can't fight Dillian White the way he fought Klitschko. Dillian White is going to bring an immense amount of pressure. Klitschko was taking a lot of time to think 
and to pick out the right shot to try to have a boxing match with Tyson Fury, which was a terrible game plan. You can't box Tyson Fury. You have to rush and bring the pressure to Tyson Fury to disrupt him. You see, because Tyson Fury is too good of a thinker. When you give a guy that much time to think, that much time to gather his thoughts, he is going to cause you massive problems. You got to remember that. So I think, you know, I have Anthony Joshua at one, Fury at two, Dillian White at three, Wilder at four. Um, you know, you look at guys like Andy Reeves is rumored to be fighting Chris Ariola, and I think that's a terrible matchup. And, and, you know, I think that, you know, if you're a lion, if you're a wolf, if you're a king, if you're one of the top guys in the division, like Andy Reeves says he is, and he was truly, you know, a unified champion and it wasn't a fluke, then why are you taking an easy fight, a warm-up fight? He wasn't injured in an Anthony Joshua fight. He literally said that he didn't train and he just needed to lose weight. So if you just need to lose weight, your style's not going to train no matter who your trainer is. So explain that to me. Explain why you need a warm-up fight of Chris Ariola's status. And then he said he, you know, he wants to fight Luis Ortiz later in the year. But he, so you need a warm-up fight for a warm-up fight because don't get me wrong, Luis Ortiz is a decent fighter, but he's not a great fighter. He's not an elite fighter. His name was just pumped up and hyped up to give you know Deontay Wilder more credit for the victory than he deserved. I mean, think about it like this: How did Luis Ortiz prepare uh, Deontay Wilder for Tyson Fury? He didn't. Because, if, you know, if we were going to be honest about the situation, he simply did not. Luis Ortiz is a 40-plus-year-old man, uh, blood pressure medication, who just has stamina issues. He's just not going to be the guy to give the best heavyweights a run for them. And I don't think he beats any of the top heavyweights. I think he's a good fighter. See, a lot of people forget Luis Ortiz turned down Dillian White's offer, said he didn't have enough time. Then Luis Ortiz turned down Anthony Joshua's offer, said he didn't have enough time. You got to be honest and unbiased about it. And, you know, we're going to be honest about it. The state of the heavyweight division is very interesting. You got guys like F.A. Ajagba, who's still learning on the job, who's still trying to grow into their roles. You have guys like Oslander Usyk, who's looking to face a Derek Chisora. And at that point, you know, we need to see what Usyk and how he looks against Chisora. I don't think Chisora is a gimme fight for Usyk. I think that's a difficult fight. Chisora is a warrior, and he's a dog in the ring. He will bring the pain. So I think that would be an excellent fight. If Usyk dispatches of Chisora easily, then I'll say, you know, Usyk is the real deal and he's ready for the best. If uh, Chisora gives Usyk hell, we already know that the heavyweight division is going to be difficult for Usyk because Chisora can punch. Chisora can, you know, can pressure you. Chisora brings a lot to the table. So I, I give that fight as a great fight. Then you also have Daniel Dubois versus Joe Joyce. I think this is a fight that really needed to happen. A fight that absolutely needed to happen. You got two guys. You know, you got uh, Daniel Dubois who's ready for a step up in competition. And then you got Joe Joyce who's ready for his for the big time. And both of these guys want to be the next guy to take that leap. And, you know, get it in title contention. But neither one of those guys is going to be able to do it if they don't get this victory. They need this victory. And I think they don't have any other opponents to fight but each other to step up. And so I think Daniel Dubois with blazing power. Joe Joyce seems very slow, but he got good power. He's the juggernaut. I think that's an awesome fight. I would favor Dubois in that fight personally. I just think Dubois is a little more fluid than Joe Joyce. Joe Joyce is going to be standing in line to get hit with a lot of flush shots. So I don't know how well that's going to go over for Joyce. Um, but I think it's an excellent fight. The state of the heavyweight division is fantastic, and I cannot to see what's next. But once again, unbiased as always, it's the IBFP.